gonna make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together, they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent, buy or stream the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to the best movies you've never seen. This is a podcast about movies. I love movies. My name is Stephen Fennick. Been watching movies over and over again. And came up with an idea for a show because my, my, my good mate Trevor Long has not seen many movies over the years. I, I remember it was a conversation during our Two Blokes Talking Tech podcast where uh, we think we were referring to Sound of Music. Might I think we, been, yeah. we, we came up with the idea live on the show, yes. didn't we? And, and I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we sold it live on the Absolutely show. Absolutely well. right. And here we are. Like How many were nearly like 80 episodes in now? 80-something? Uh, yeah. We're getting close to the, 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 to the, the big ton. ton, the ton yeah. Yeah. Where we get the wave of the bat in the air. But the, this is the whole idea of this show is to talk about movies that, that I know very well and that Trevor's never seen. And between us, he's coming fresh from never seeing it before. And I'm coming in seeing it for the hundredth time. And sharing our thoughts and going behind the scenes, sharing all those little tidbits. And for you listening, if you may have never heard of this movie either or seen it before, so you're sort of part, you're on you're on Trevor's camp there where you're you, you hearing may, about it for the first time. You may be living under a rock like me, me. <laughs> or you may be like my son, 16, and never heard of this movie. Yeah. So Stephen's actually bringing recommendations for the best yeah. movies you've never seen to a new generation as well. Absolutely right. Well, this week we're talking about I Am Legend. Give yourself a wrap. <laughs> Released in 2007. You've been wanting to do this one since the start. Well, I think I have, yes. <laughs> 2007, this came out, uh, yeah, right. starring our man Will Smith. This is pre-slap Will Smith. So <laughs> yeah, it happened, happened a while ago. Uh, and it's based on the novel by Richard Matheson. Now, okay. just a little bit of trivia for you. Richard Matheson also wrote the screenplay for Duel. Remember the Steven Spielberg film, The Truck Chasing the Oh, line? my God. Yeah, that, that he wrote that as well. Well, uh, if I'd have known that before watching this, <laughs> I would have been very sceptical. Uh, I know you weren't a big fan of Jewel, but anyway, you were in the minority there. Uh, the, the, the minority the, out of two. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the novel by Richard Matheson had mm. already uh, Warner Brothers that owned the rights to that book since, like it's an old book, so since the 70s they've had the rights. And they actually made a film based on it already. Really? Back, back in 1971 called The Omega Man. 
with Charlton Heston. Really? Totally different look and feel, of course. Similar concept, though. Yeah. So right. there was the disease, people concept, being ravaged plot line, yeah, but Similar, yeah, right. a lot of differences. But so if you saw a trailer for the two, you'd think oh, that's you, you, the same you'd movie. Think, but yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Obviously, all the... Uh, all it was the, called The Amiga Man because he was, you know, the last... Amiga is the last letter of the sure. alphabet and he was the last man on Earth. And so um, different approach there. But get this, though. It was... There were plans to remake this before the Will Smith version, hmm. with Ridley Scott as director, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger as the main, yeah. main the star. Uh, that fell through because the, the production just went way over budget. Michael Bay was uh, was brought in in 2002 yeah, to try to get this off the ground with Will Smith in right. 2002. But again, Budget, budgetary problems, so it went into turnaround, and they said, right, so Michael Bay went off and made Bad Boys 2 with Will Smith, so they shelved it again, and, and they finally came through with Francis Lawrence directing. Now, when Warner Brothers, the, the, the uh, initial, when the, the, the different versions that were talked about before this official version, there was one that was ready to go with Ridley Scott and Arnold Schwarzenegger, their version, though, was different to the version we're about to talk about mm. because it was set in the Bay Area, so San Francisco. Yeah, It would have been more of an action film because Arnold Schwarzenegger being the lead would have mm. been more of an action blow-up sort of survival sort of movie. Um, and it would have been rated R, which oh. would have, which would have, like R in America is heavy action, like violence and all that sort of stuff. So they thought, eh, maybe not as many viewers. But it took a while to get to the version that we saw on the screen with Will Smith and Francis Lawrence directing. So I know you'd not seen this before. Tell us any impressions you had beforehand. I I feel like I'd seen a movie. I thought it was Will Smith where there's some sort of catastrophe and – like he saved someone on the side of the road. I just, I just had this vision that I might have seen a bit of this before. Well, no, I think but the movie then, you're talking about is Hancock, where he plays a superhero, mm, like a drunken sort of superhero, and helping people. I don't know, maybe. maybe that. But anyway, I thought I might have come across this before. Yeah. But I'm ten minutes in, going, nah, I've, I've got nothing here, zero. Yeah. I'm at, I'm at zero with this. And a reminder for people that have grown up with this movie or whatever, you know, like came out in 2007. Years. I've but, seen it a few times, yeah. but. You know, I'm not watching the trailer for this either. Yeah. And I think that's okay. the cool thing about recommending these movies to people is, yep. you know, go into them cold like yeah. we are. You're not building expectations. At this point in time, your your option is to go, actually, uh, I, you know, I haven't heard of this. I'm going to yeah. go and watch it. That's the whole point here is for you to take a pause and uh, maybe go and watch it. What's your th- what was your thumbnail? Was it him in the foreground Ooh. with a gun around his? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there was definitely see, a gun. Did you see anything? Were there ruins and stuff in the background? Did I, they think give there were, I think that there was yeah. like a ruined city or something in right. the background. So you yeah. had no idea it was like a end of the world type no, movie, did you? Not yeah, at right. all. Okay. Not at all. Wow. Interesting reaction to the movie. Uh, there's one interesting review from Real Views. They said the most engaging aspects of the movie are connected with Robert, so that Robert Neville, his main character, and understanding how he uses routine to survive every day. It's seeing the empty New York and understanding how its desolation offers both solace and pain. Mm. For the most part, the action sequences work and they're directed in a straightforward manner that thankfully does not rely on fast cuts and shaky camera movement. But they are not the real reason to see this movie. Cautionary tale though it might be, I Am Legend offers a window into a future that probably won't be be well, it probably won't be, but that is easily believed within the context of this workmanlike motion picture. I th- I, I, yeah, I thought yeah. I wrote that. Yeah, fair. 
All righty, this is your last exit before the freeway. We're going to take a deep dive into I Am Legend. And if you haven't seen it, you can most certainly catch it on Fetch. Rent or buy, uh, just search I Am Legend with your voice remote or tap it into the search and you'll find I Am Legend. And the great thing, and if you've already got a Fetch box and you haven't noticed this, over the coming weeks, there's a new version of Fetch rolling out, which will allow, I'm calling it version four. They're calling it 3.3. I'm telling you, it's yeah. a leap ahead. And it basically allows you, it allows the Fetch box to learn about you. And here's the best part for us talking about movies. When you search for something like I Am Legend, it will recommend to you the cheapest ad-free way to watch it. So basically, if you have a stand subscription and obviously you've got a Fetch box, it'll actually put the stand subscription first because mm. it's available to you to watch for free as part of your subscription It'll ahead of offer, having to rent or buy. Also offer the best quality too for you as well. So that's right. So let's say, say in, 4K in, or some, in some cases you'll yeah. find a movie that's on Stan and Netflix and in one of them it's on 4K and one of them it's not. Yeah. So it'll prioritize the higher quality version yeah. great, again. Great so new system. that plus, and I've banged on about the My Stuff part of Fetch for a long time, Stephen, yeah. and they've now made that even better. So basically the My Stuff page is now an entire page of a whole range of carousels about all the things that you're currently watching, making it really easy to jump right back into your catch-up TV, movies, or streaming content. It's such an amazing entertainment device. Fetchtv.com.au for all the information. You can get it from leading internet providers like Aussie Broadband, and, of course, you can find them at major retailers like Harvey Norman and uh, JB Hi-Fi. Righto. You've, uh, you're still with us, so you're going to stick with us for this ride. Now, you've seen it. Yes. What are, what are your first impressions you can share oh, with us? I, I, I'll say a couple of things about it now before I give my thoughts at the end. Um, I, I liked, you, you sold it to me as being my, my ilk because there's reality in it yeah. and because there's no space and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you're right. It had a bit of, bit of me in it, but there was a bit more, um, no, I felt this was more horror than Halloween was. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah, this had more fright in it than yes, Halloween did yes. in my mind. Okay. That I wasn't ready for. <laughs> okay. Wasn't ready okay. for that. And I didn't go in thinking about that. So yeah. that really did take me by surprise. Okay. Um, I loved, uh, and we'll get to the opening scene where you kind of immediately realize after the, the first part, once the world's ending, basically you see yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I will say, I felt like I was second guessing some of the CGI used. Like in, there are parts where you go, well, that's, that's a bit here and here and there, but <laughs> For its time, very good. I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a shocking movie at all. What are you tweeting on this one? Uh, my tweet on this one is, I don't think I've ever watched a single actor work so hard in a movie as Will Smith in I Am Legend because he is he does the movie. Does a lot. Well Not, worth a watch. Yeah. Um, be ready to be yeah. frightened. That's a good point because he does, he's in every scene, right? He's, always, yeah. he's the main actor. There's no other actors really like, in it. Uh, if you take him. out the first couple of minutes and yeah, the last few yeah. minutes, it's, it's just him. And, and there's surprisingly um, not as not a lot of dialogue. You'll find out that's there's, right. there's not, yeah. many, much audio, not much audio in the show. Takes. There's not a lot of talking. It's all that's right. silent, like action pieces and him on his own. But that's what's, and I, I sounded like I was negative about the effects, but I'm just saying I, I look through them. Yeah. But for the amount of effects required, you got to say oh, yeah. it's remarkable. I've got, got a lot of info on how they how they filmed it as well. Right, excellent. Now I saw this uh, at the, Let me in, guess, the cinema, in the cinema. In the cinema. <laughs> no, listen, I, I had it was at a preview screening oh, of this. This is modern enough and for you to be a, on the gravy it, it, train. It was a <laughs> it was a, a plus one invitation. Yeah, and I took my daughter Jacqueline. Oh, okay. Who, who would have been twelve at the time? What? She was twelve. 
<laughs> and it scared the crap out of her. She was sort of putting her, she was putting her head into my shoulder so she couldn't see. She was What's, a little bit scared. That's mate. I spoke about. I, that's I told. Docs. I would have called docs. Well, I, I didn't think it was going to be that scary. Thank you. Like, neither, neither did you. Yes. Okay, but. I actually saw her on the weekend, and uh, I said, oh, we're, we're doing I Am Legend. She goes, oh, that scared the hell out of me. I was a kid. I said, yeah, I know. But it was uh, it was still a good – she still liked it, but she, she was a little bit scared through yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know? Okay. We're but, highly available for movie red carpets, by the way. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, well, the casting call is really Will Smith. Okay? It's, well, he plays it's like Will Smith. Although Robert Neville. Um, yeah. the, the woman who created the – At the very start. You I know recognize that. her? I know her. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yes, right, okay. Yes, she's in, she's yeah. in it for like a two minutes, yeah. But Will Smith plays Robert Neville, and of course we've seen him in Independence Day, which we've done. Yeah. Uh, Men in Black, which we're going to do. Yeah. King Richard, which he won his Oscar I, for. I, Controversially, I am keen to see that. That is a – you know what? I, I called it – I saw that movie months before the Oscars, and I said to my wife and whoever would listen, give She's him, the only one give that would him the Oscar right now. Yeah, and he won it under you know the controversy of the yes. that was where he slapped Chris Rock and uh, he then but gave see, this that, speech at the end where as if you know as oh, if it didn't happen. Sorry, my the bad. The thing is, yeah. um, I, I think this movie for me, obviously, I haven't watched every one of his movies, yeah. but I, I, I really respected his role in this movie yeah. because he. He's clearly fit as hell. That, that scene where he's doing the pull-ups yes, is amazing. Yes. And also, this movie required physical acting, you know? Oh, yeah. Emotions on the face played as much role as your verbalisation yeah. of a line. So, let, let me ask you something, though. Did you, when you were watching this movie, mm. was it was his performance good enough for you to see Robert Neville, or were you thinking that's Will Smith? Who slapped, no, that's who a good Chris point. At the that, Academy Awards. That's a good point. Because a just, lot of people with I Will just, Smith, they watching they're watching his movies differently now, because of what he did. So they're they're watching them different. No, their impression of him has changed a bit. Well, I, yeah. I, I I was I forgot in the first minute that uh, I was involved. We, we might in get to this yeah. in a different podcast, but yeah. it's kind of like a a a, a, a rugby league past his prime, yeah. getting um you know found guilty of a crime and yeah. having. Medals he received as a yeah. as a as a football player taken <laughs> away from yeah, him. Why? He was yeah. still a great player. Exactly. Right, so yeah. I look at this. I understand who you thought about too. I look at this and go, yeah. No, I thought he acted really, really well here. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, this, this happened is, years before. Course, exactly. So, you know, like this, this is, is his performance still stands up. Here, okay. it doesn't matter whether it's today or or fifteen years yeah. ago. He's a great actor. Well, his door, his daughter in the movie mm. was his actual daughter. Oh, really? Willow. She was oh, quite young cute. at the time. Yeah, she was two thousand seven. So she's like. She's uh, an actress and singer and yeah, yeah, yeah. performer now. So, Righto, before we jump into the run-through, let's talk about our other great sponsor, and that's Hisense. Now, Hisense offer big screen experiences, and by that I mean you can not only buy a big screen Hisense TV, but they also offer laser TV. Yeah. This is the short-throw projector that can beam up an image of up to 120 inches. Now, we well, their biggest TV they sell is what, 98 or yeah. 85? I think, uh, mm, yeah. 98 Huge, is it 98? Right? But so not, not want, as big as this. You want to go bigger than that, they've got you covered with the new Trichroma Laser TV. Now, this comes with its own screen as well. So they'll come to your house, install the screen on your wall, and the screen has a special texture so that it can... To, can cancel a lot of ambient light interruption. So you don't so get glare even, on the screen. Even in a bright room, you're still seeing a really bright picture, right. which is it's improved over the last few years. And just to clarify, laser, as you said, short throw, means 
it's a little box sitting next to your wall, like 10 yeah. centimetres away from Where the wall. Where you'd normally put the TV. As opposed yeah. to sitting on the other side of the room and projecting from the roof yeah, well, or something like that. If you want, and I've gone to this trouble, if you want to have a projector, you've got to mount it on the ceiling, you've got to have speakers, you've got to run cables to your sources, mm. and it's a real job. Whereas a Hisense laser TV is actually TV. You press the remote. Everything's just built in. Same menu. Same tuner, your operating system. You've got access to all your streaming services. It's got speakers built in. Triple laser system too, so the quality is really good. It's it's can re, can can display more than a billion colours, mm. so pretty good performance there. Three thousand lumens of brightness, so you get really nice, bright and sharp, highly defined images as well. And that ambient light rejection technology really does help not only with the brightness, but also if you if you're watching during the day, you can still see the picture quite clearly. Yep, uh, it is it is a, an option for customers who want to have that true cinema like experience at home to watch these great movies we talk about on our podcast you can watch them in amazing quality with a trichroma laser tv from hisense do yourself a favor get down to your store stand in front of a hisense laser tv if they have one on display there are a lot of places where they have them on display but also to check out their tv range if you don't want to go 120 you can still go a great mini go LED, big or go home with 85 little mini led technology that's coming through right now so uh, you've got plenty of options with hisense check out their range at hisense.com.au now this movie starts as you know you 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 alluded to it earlier with an interview with a Dr. Alice Crippen. Well, the premise is quite simple. Um, take something designed by nature and reprogram it to make it work for the body rather than against it. You're talking about a virus? Indeed, yes, in this case, the measles um, virus, which has been engineered at a genetic level to be helpful rather than harmful. Um, and I I find the best way to describe it is if you can if you can imagine your body as a highway and you picture the virus as a very fast car um, being driven by a very bad man, imagine the damage that that car could cause. Mm. Then if you replace that man with a cop, the picture changes and that's essentially what we've done. How many people have you treated so far? Well, we've had 10,009 um, clinical trials in humans so far. And how many are cancer-free? 10,009. <laughs> So you have actually cured cancer? Yes, yes. Yes, we have. I'll tell you what's, what actually was so amazing about this scene. It was a shot that was a little bit before it, and then it kind of crossed to this, and this mm. was like shot off a TV screen. So yeah. um, it was like... Someone's it, watching it. it yeah. yeah, it was like someone was watching it, but it was shot uh, li literally, like you could see the, the little uh, little boxes in the CRT screen, like in the, yeah. uh, the old screens, right? Are you going to comment on what says it on the box? No, just, not I'll, at all. I've got I'm, some info I'm, later about that. I, I'm just looking at it going, I actually lapsed into a, a sense of disbelief. Uh -huh. Like genuinely went, is this the... Like what? Has someone killed... Like I literally went... Well, is this a clip? Like you're watching a real news. Like it was course, so, yeah. I thought it was really well integrated into mm. the movie that it made me think I was watching the news. But don't you reckon she buried the lead a bit in the in the interview? Like, did, when they're yeah, getting her yeah. on, they're thinking, hello, you've cured yeah. cancer. They're not going to ask her that at the It end. was a long way to get, it was a long analogy <laughs> well, to get to, to we've dramatic, cured yeah. cancer. Yes, but exactly. you, So you understand the concept there, whereas they reprogrammed yes. the measles virus to cure cancer. So they're basically, yeah. she's injecting people with a version of the me yeah. measles virus with a cop driving instead of a bad guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the concept of that, I think, it sits. You, you yeah. leave that going right. So yeah. take COVID yeah. and, and make, it a, make it a positive COVID and give everyone COVID and it solves, yeah. you know, uh, whether it's cancer or some other thing. And so I, I, 
It yeah. sat and it, it was understood at that point. All right. Spoiler alert. It, yeah. did, it didn't work. <laughs> but okay. that's but that's not known yeah. for some time. Yes, that's right. Well, three years later, as a matter of fact, is when we see the next scene is this deserted Manhattan. And but even then, you don't yeah. immediately associate what you've just seen with the disaster. Well, no, not 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 immediately. But it's it becomes like going into the movie. If you had seen the trailer and all that, you would think, okay, well, that was a great start, but obviously it didn't work out. Right. Uh, so three years later, we see this scene: the car driving through the deserted streets of Manhattan. Because I think the first shot is—it's yeah. an uh, aerial flooded down shot. There's, there's, yeah, there's like an aqueduct flooded, and, yeah, all, cars and all cars there. in there. Yeah, and you're like, well, that, that looks so real. Yeah. And then there's just all this. There's a mixture of on ground and like aerial. F- f- yeah. um, you know, so it's all buildings shots. draped with plastic and. And like, like I'm looking quarantine. at that guy. How do you do yeah. that? Like I it, think that's CGI. the the plastic yeah. draped. It took me a couple of those buildings to realize what it was. At first, yeah. I thought it was. Like a web, like I thought it was some sort of uh, right. infection on the building. No, um, and then it was a while, uh, about the third or fourth shot, that I realised there was big signs on it saying yeah. it had, you know, been uh, quarantined. So we see this top-down shot, this car driving through these deserted streets, and that's the Mustang. first, the first thing. Yeah, good spotting. The Mustang is actually what uh, Charlton Heston drove in the Amiga Man. So that's is that a like a little, little, little nod? A little bit of a nod. Okay, nice. Um, you see our man Robert Neville driving. He's got the gun in his lap, mm. dog in the passenger seat, the little nice little German Shepherd. Yep. Um, and one, I think I liked it when he turns a corner and there's a sign that, that read, God still loves us. And there's a picture of a butterfly on, on mm. that sign. Um, but then uh, if the, what what really gets you, you startles you a little bit is you see the deer running out in front of the car. Did you yeah. notice that? Did, yeah. that? did that give you a bit of a jump? And then he chases them uh, f- for a period through Central Park. And you're thinking, because he... They they do take a bit of liberty with the geography of, of Manhattan because he's one minute he's up Park Avenue, the next minute he's in, in Central, Central Park, Park, and the next yeah. minute he's in, he ends up in Times Square. But when... That was obviously they had to close a lot of streets off to film this. Will Smith said that closing the New York City streets. This is his quote: "A lot of New Yorkers gave him the middle finger, thinking oh, really? you bastard, you've you've closed our streets now." See, I look at that, yeah. and you'll have to explain to me how yeah. it was all done at, at the Jinju course. But I look at that and go, I can't believe any of that was really filmed in New York. It was. That was. Yeah. Like, what they did. Do, what know, do they do? Do they? So dress what they it? did? You know how they dressed us. So you know how the streets look like they're all weeds in Weed, the ground. Yeah. All those plants were transported in from Florida to dress up like the weeds that overtaken the streets. Because you think about it, you don't maintain an no. area like that. That's what's going to happen. Like all yeah. this stuff's going to grow. Um, the filmmakers though couldn't close all those streets at once. So there was a bit of, they had to sort of maintain their continuity. So what they'd do, they'd close different streets, they'd film him driving around a deserted street corner, dress that part of New York, and then people then come back and do the other part another time. So there was a little bit of a bit of work they had to do. It's a lot of yeah. effort. Yeah. It's a lot of effort. I love this next bit where he's walking through this tall grass and you're thinking, mm. oh, where yeah. is he? What are you doing? And then the camera tilts up and you realise he's in the middle of Times Square. Yeah. Did you recognise that yeah, straight away? Yeah, yeah. And he's stalking this deer. I think he, I, I'm looking back at the movie, I'm thinking he must he obviously wants to hunt the deer for, to have fresh meat. He wants meat. Yeah, right? because it's... So much happens in the movie that yeah. you don't actually re- like. I just assume from the get go it's about food because yeah. it's clearly desolate and whatnot. But yeah. and then there's another other points in the movie we think was he doing it for medical research? So yeah, it was really well, obvious. He had to feed him because he's yeah. a rubbish hunter. If that's the case, he can get one. <laughs> no, he's, well, when he was when and there he was, was hundreds of the through, bloody things. Well, I liked it when he was in. He's in Times Square. He spots this one deer by itself. He's sneaking up on it, 
and he's about to take a shot, and a lion comes out and takes it. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking, where the hell did the lion come from? Obviously, the zoo, the, you know, there's a yeah, zoo I in guess Central that Park. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. And, and the lion that attacks, then the, the I think the, the mother attacked it, the dad. And the little cub that were there, so like a little family. And by the way, they make no effort to attack the human being and the dog that are within well, their striking distance behind the ticket stall. Well, I think they had their hands full with the deer. So, Well, they didn't. The mother yeah. had that sorted. The yeah. dad had nothing. Did you notice this bit, though, when he looks at his watch, the little alarm goes off. He looks at his yes. watch and thinks, oh, it's getting And that sunset. becomes a theme, yeah. So you, you're thinking that. By the way, the lion, the, especially the male, didn't look real yeah, at all. Yeah, CGI was a bit. It's pretty bad. Going. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Now, uh, do you reckon that was uh, actually Times Square where they filmed it? No. It was not. It was really, how do you shut down Times Square? Yeah, exactly. So the hunting scene that we saw, that was shot on a soundstage. Makes sense. And then you see them. Just build the ticket. Um, Now, did you also, this is a great, if you pause it here, when he's walking away, you see all of Times Square and all the billboards? Oh, you know what? I did, I actually rewound here because there was a, a, a poster for Batman and I tried to look at the date, and I actually couldn't make it out. <laughs> I'll tell you the date. Batman, there was a large Batman and Superman logo. Don't forget, this was 2007, okay? Yeah. So then nothing had been done in there. Um, the date said 5th of the 5, 15, 10, which is 15th of 10. May, right. 2010, okay? This is an in-joke, apparently. There was a screenwriter for the movie, is Akiva Goldsman. Now, he... Actually, did a he did a rewrites for a Superman v Batman project back in the early two thousands that right. never ever made it to screen, so that they put that in there to say, oh, sorry, mate, you, you did your movie here. We'll, we'll pretend your movie got made. Yeah, right. that's what they did. <laughs> and and that actually, it wasn't until the reboot of the Superman franchise in two thousand six. Remember Superman Returns, and then they would wasn't until twenty sixteen that a Superman and Batman film was made. Oh, there was with, one. With, yeah, there was one in 2016. Superman, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, 2016. Really? It came out, yeah. So Who wins? Six years too late. Um, I think it was a draw. Yeah. yeah that was sure. Ben Affleck, I think, was the was Batman in that yeah. movie. Now, next scene is at Washington Square. Straight up recognize it. Filmed a lot of spots there. Well, every time I'm in New York, I always go to that place. Mm. His house is number 11, opposite, Just the, opposite. You know, the big white yeah. arch of Washington Square. So opposite the square there. I think it's at the where his house is. When you know, when in one scene he turns, he drives, and then to makes a right. That's the start of Fifth Avenue. Is yeah. that, is that there, and his house is number eleven. So that was the exteriors were shot on location at Washington Square, but all those interiors of the townhouse was filmed on a set in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. He arrives home. And here's what he does too. Did you notice he sprays bleach on the steps. It, did, like it wasn't he, obvious. See, this yeah. is the thing when you're watching a movie for the first time. You see something, you go, what the hell did he just spray? Because yeah. you didn't you didn't notice the, the name on the bottle or anything. But yeah. but going in when you know he sprays the steps as he goes up and then he shuts the door, I immediately went, Well, that's some sort of, you know, uh, retardant or sanitizer yeah. or something to cover his tracks. Yeah. So I thought it might he, have been um even like uh like fuel or something like in well, case he needed to light. There it was up. a point there where I thought, is he yeah. gonna light this thing up? Yeah. Well I think it was bleach, so that he hides his smell yeah, or something. It's about hiding yeah. your tracks. That's yeah. what I understood. But you'll see inside he's he's at home, he's uh running generators for his power. Yep. Uh he's got a very well stocked kitchen. You see all the all the, all the tin goo goods and jars yep. and stuff. Um, and he's restocking. I think that's part of his daily thing. He goes and restocks, and he puts the. I think he took a, can, a jar of tomato sauce and put the exact one back that he that he got yeah. from that day. Um, did you notice too? He was watching TV recordings. Yeah, record. I, and I actually, my immediate thought was, yeah. okay. So we fast forwarded three years. The world has in some way ended. Um, it's a great bit of um, uh, help your sanity 
by putting some Something normality on the background. On. Yeah, that's oh, what Edge was done. So I thought it was brilliant. The, you'd assume then because well, they were. Time, I don't know who's recording the Today yeah, Show every day for well, that. No, kind of well, they were time coded copies. So it's the speculation among fans is that he actually went to Rockefeller Plaza, grabbed it. and grabbed them, and yeah, said, right. "Oh, I've got to need some." I wonder what else he grabbed. He was. He was. We know he knows Shrek very well later in the movie, but. Yeah. The that that was to keep the because when he was having his breakfast, so he'd have the morning show. Yes. Well, the Today Show they call it. Yeah, yeah. With, um, Matt Lauer was on it. Remember it was Matt Lauer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so he was doing that. He's preparing his food. Did you notice too when he opened the fridge? Did you notice the Time magazine cover? No. It a picture of him. Oh and no, I did said, notice that. Yes. Yes. So, so, so. We opened. It said um, Time magazine. It said cover. Uh, it said Savior Save, Soldier. Sol- Savior Soldier. Scientist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's dinner time. It's also I missed made, the scientist word. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a big picture of him. Yes. And he was like... He's, In his he, uniform. Like he's obviously... We learned later he's a colonel and he's also obviously a doctor or something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I like how he tells his dog to eat his veggies. Maybe yes. he made his veggies. Yes. You look, you're not going to... I'm, I'm not playing. You've got to eat your veggies. Now, Will Smith and his canine co-star, the, the dog was... Her, it was a female dog. Yeah. Her name was Abby. In the movie, her name is Samantha, Sam. He apparently grew so close to this dog during the production, he wanted to adopt the dog he, oh, wow. when the dog was over. But well, the, the dog the dog's tra- Now, the dog's trainer. It was like a trainer. It was a, yeah. a dog that was part of, like a, obviously, a, a TV, a movie dog, trained yeah. dog. He says, no, nah, mate. He goes, I'm not going not gonna to give up the dog. So tried, but didn't, didn't get it. Bit of cash, mate. Hello. Maybe, yeah. But then we see they're in the bath. He's washing the dog, and he's playing, uh, was it Bob Marley on the, on the iPod? Um, I think the song is everything's gonna be all right, you know. That's yep. appropriate eh, when the world's going to hell. Yep. But did you hear though the alarm go off? Yeah. So he's so thinking, that's right, now. that's sunset. So, and this so is the at procedure. this point, I immediately yeah. like, I, I, at this point I understood yeah. that nighttime's bad, daytime's okay. Daytime good, nighttime he, bad. He's got an alarm that tells him daytime's coming to an end, sunset. and he's got another one that says, dude, it's over. Shut up shop. Yeah. And that's what he did. But did you also hear, like, this was another part. And, and again, we're getting drip-fed what, what's happening here. He was laying in the bath with the yeah. dog, and you hear yeah. all the sounds outside screaming, and you think, what the hell's going on out there? Yeah. So you don't know what's It's pretty still. wild. Yeah. Well, I do like how they have these flashback scenes, though. So he, the, 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 the next thing we see is him uh, obviously picking up his wife and daughter and yep. saying, oh, look, you go to you got to go to your Aunt Sarah's. We're at 30 minutes, Colonel. Copy. 30 minutes to what? They're sealing off the island. Seal off the island? This island? But I don't want to go to Aunt Sarah. Did you bring all the money? <laughs> yeah. How much? Uh, $600. Why did you say you're going? Yeah, that's not enough. Robert, you said you're going, not we're going. All right, when you get across, I need you to get to the ATM. Get as much cash as you can get. Summer, Take Sarah's <laughs> car, go upstate. I'll meet you at the farm. Bring enough food for two weeks. Jesus, Robert, did it jump? Is it airborne? Well, we only go to Aunt Sarah's in the summer. <laughs> it may be. Oh, my God. It's Christmas. What about my presents? He's announcing. Make no mistake, my fellow Americans. You left my Christmas virus in the is closet. A enemy. Hush now, Mark. It the survival of not only our nation, but of every other nation Mommy, look, planet. it's a butterfly. Hardly enough. And so it is with great sadness but even greater resolve that tonight I have signed an executive order initiating a military quarantine of New York City. God be with us. And so it's at this moment where we all go, wow, how 
We uh, thought COVID was bad. Yes, we, exactly. <laughs> but isn't it wild? The You have to admit that your appreciation for that scene alone yeah. must be different today yeah, than it was absolutely, yeah. 10 years After ago. After COVID, for yeah? sure. Because for we sure. now understand that, yeah. I guess, theoretically, a government could quarantine an area. Do you know what I mean? They like did. it's yeah. it's... Like it was easy to relate to in a weird, weird way. Absolutely right. Um, the concept of there's something wrong, we need to fix it. So they, they, they've decided, right, they're going to quarantine in New York City. Yep. But we also discover that we find out more about Robert Neville and his role in this and what he wants to achieve. The window is still open. We find something in a week or, or two weeks, we can reverse the spread. Hmm. I can still fix this. Please. You can do the same work outside the city. This is ground zero. This is my site. We talked about this. What are you doing? What am I doing? <sighs> I'm not going to let this happen. Let. This isn't up to you. You can't. Oof. Do you remember that bit? With that the, bit makes no sense. I'll well, be honest. No, it's just someone's infected, and they've, they've, their aggression levels are higher. They've oh, come into the smash into the car. I hear you, but it makes no sense at the time. Well, at the time it doesn't. But you're thinking, wow, that's a, you know, there's dramas I with an infection. That, but what I'm saying is, someone yeah. just ran into the car, and you're thinking, was that someone just running into the so, car? Yeah, what the ag- hell just happened? Aggressively running at running at the car. But it's so quick that it's yeah. really not obvious. And I'm, I'm saying, through yeah. your lens, yeah. it's very obvious what it is. Yeah. Through mine, I'm like. What the hell just happened? Because you hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah. So, no, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I've I not got the context. Well, of... you're, but but, but it, it it achieved the objective though of you thinking, what the hell? Why is that? Why did that happen? So yeah, it's planted maybe. the seed. Maybe so it, it achieved that objective. Now, um, he flashes back to his present day. Wakes up. You see, he's got the gun beside the bed. Here's where his exercise scene. He's got the yeah, chin ups happening. The treadmill. The dog's running ripped. on the treadmill too. Did you see the yeah, dog yeah. running on the treadmill? Uh, did you notice the works of art in the hallway, mate? He had like a Monet. Mate, all of the paintings in his house were provided by the Museum of Modern Art. Oh, wow. So, and, and again, it, it becomes yeah. clear as we move through the movie that what he does is he goes around the, the city. Well, he wants to preserve and this. So, thing, yeah. yeah, he's gone. So, and, in the story, he's borrowed them from the museum so, yeah. to keep them, yeah. <laughs> uh, the same way he went got the NBC tapes, you know. Yes. So, he wants to look after something. In theory, yeah. He heads down to his lab, though, and we see he starts a, a little video log. And, and so this is the yeah. first time you realise, okay, this guy's not just He's testing, survived yeah. something. Yeah. He has, the, with, with the help of the flashback and the earlier stuff, you now realise he has stayed yeah. during something. Well, he mentioned that. He has, because this he has is my this site. Skill. This is ground zero. Yeah, he, but still, he, until yeah. you see the lab, you yeah. don't realise this bloke is, and again, with the context of COVID, uh, reverse <laughs> the spread instead of yeah. stop the spread. Um, you know, find. You didn't mention washing your hands. Find, yeah, <laughs> which he does do. Find, find, yeah. uh, you know, find a, a cure. A cure yeah. all those reverse things. the reverse. So you realise that this bloke isn't just um, army colonel who's you know responsible for the city. He's yeah. the guy with the test tubes. He's not only surviving; he's trying to find a solution. That's right. And uh, we find that he's doing some tests, and I think he's come up with various compounds. And he takes the the cover off a bunch of rat cages and. And he's, I think he, I liked his little glasses. He's put the video camera yep. beside. He's doing a video log and he notices that the, oh, this rat's done this, this the, rat's done this. This one's but, dead. This but one's he gone crazy. Out, yeah, he finds out that uh, one of them might have worked. Compound six appears to be showing decreased aggression response, partial pigmentation return, slight pupil constriction. GA series serum 391, compound six. Next candidate for human trials. 
Hang in there, number six. <laughs> Compound six. Mm. Uh, again, he's heading out. You see, he's uh, packing his bag, and I think he's got the he's got the tennis ball for the dog and everything. Heading up Fifth Avenue. This is where when he, he comes out of his house in number eleven, he turns he right, gets in, turns, and then ha- takes a right. That's up straight up Fifth Avenue. He goes there, stops at the video store. So yeah. there's no there's no risk that the movie he wants is not going to be there. That's because right. He's got the whole thing to himself. Although someone might have borrowed it, and he's got to work it where they are. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you see how he had plot they're hole? All, they're all mannequins around. Yeah. All the mannequins. So yeah. he, I think he obviously he's put obviously them there placed and them there. And he, he was even trying to have conversations. He now and, plays yeah. out a real life weird conversation yeah. with mannequins. I, it's, I uh, think he's half going nuts, but he's half, half trying to go. <laughs> He says good morning to them all. Mm. He also, when he's returning the DVDs, he asks about the girl. Uh, yeah, he the, asked the bloke. Yeah. He asked the mannequin <laughs> the dummy, behind yeah. the counter Hank, Hank. about the hot mannequin <laughs> at the back of the store. And then he has a conversation, I think, with his dog about making sure he talks to the hot mannequin tomorrow. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, she was in the adult section too. Did you see? Well, you fo- co- I didn't see that covers, until yeah. later when he does. I reckon he'd be see that. Reckon he would have borrowed some of those movies. Uh, well, if she's standing there, he's, on he's, your, on he's your all own, in. Mate. You're on your own. Um, next thing we see, I like this bit too, where he's harvesting his veggies. Yeah. And th- that happens to be in the, right in the middle of Central Park. And the dog is also playing with a butterfly, another yeah. butterfly. A lot of butterflies, yeah. yeah. And then he's, he's, he's got a map open and he's obviously, what, what I'm assuming his day is, is going to get fuel and food yeah. and check and stuff. So yeah. he's, he's crossing off where he's been. The interesting thing yeah. about the map yeah. is the map has these very defined... Printed circles on it, yeah. which he then puts a cross through. I don't right. fully understand what that map is. I reckon it's to find p- potential survivors if they're in. Understand, yeah. but, but like, also f- just to know that he's been there. But what are yeah. the circles? I don't know. Maybe it's just something. It's he like printed, they're on the map. Like he printed out for him. He might have made it himself. Printed out so that it can it suit his notation. No, or I, what I, he wants to do. I have issues with the map. Okay. Um. The, this is when he one, goes one, in. He goes into an apartment here. And this and is where you realise this is where he gets his supplies. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. saying. That's every day he's Harvesting. looking for supplies, yep. fuel, yep. and the um, the signs. So again, really subtle little information here. He opens a cupboard, and on the cupboard is a newspaper headline saying about infected dogs coming out at dusk. Yep. So you think, well, okay, that's a problem. Another reason why dusk isn't a good yes. time to be out. Then he's collecting his canned goods. And here is like, you, you sort of know what they're alluding to here. There's a couple of rooms that he sort of opens. One was a bedroom and you see like a tarp over the bed. So someone's died in the house. Mm. The next room was like, a, looked like a nursery, like a baby had yeah. maybe died. But they didn't show any of that. It was all implied. But no, but it's a weird yeah. one because on the door of the nursery, it says don't open till Christmas. Yeah. And it doesn't really make sense because yeah. the present couldn't be. Unless, yeah. unless it's so, I've just thought about it. It's it's the mother that's put that note on there, and she's basically telling the dad that she's pregnant on Christmas Day, and that was going to be maybe, when with twins maybe, too, because there was two maybe. cops in there. Very smart. We uh, we see though that uh, at the end of uh, one of the piers under the, uh, and really well done how he's sitting on the end of the pier, and all the bridges have been blown out. They're all been. We'll yeah. find out later why, but he's making a broadcast. My name is Robert Neville. I'm a survivor living in New York City. I am broadcasting on all AM frequencies. I will be at the South Street Seaport every day at midday when the sun is highest in the sky. If you are out there, if anyone is out there, I can provide food, 
provide shelter. I can provide security. If there's anybody out there, anybody, please, you are not alone. While, while that was happening, while that broadcast was being made, they flashed him to he was pumping gas and yeah, he did a, doing all those other yeah, things. Because, again, there's no electricity. So yeah, and he's, it, he's it was hand a, pumping the gas too. Yes, and there is there was a good shot too of all the bridges that have been destroyed so to isolate Manhattan. Yep. Now, did you know why he chose to broadcast on AM, mate? Former mate, radio what man. a range. Ampli amplitude modulation just, is the signal not limited to line of sight. Yeah. Not limited to line of sight communication as FM tends to be. AM radio can be heard far beyond the horizon of its transmitting tower. You knew that, didn't you? Absolutely. You can listen to TGB and Goulburn. That's how wild it is. Uh, the next shot is on the USS Intrepid. You know, this, the, yeah, battles, the, um, the aircraft on the carrier Hudson, doc isn't it? docked on the Hudson. Yeah. Yep, love it. And he's hitting golf balls off a plane, the, the that stealth bomber. Have uh, oh you What's been there? Have you been to USS Intrepid? Oh, I haven't been on the Intrepid. Yeah, I've been but, near um, it, yeah. But it's the Blackbird, I think it's what that, that yeah. thing's called. It's a, it's a SR1 or something like that. It's a now, this pretty is, awesome bit of kit. Uh, he's on the tail of the bloody thing. Yeah, I know. And he's hitting golf balls. Not yeah. a bad swing. I yeah. checked his swing out pretty good. Well, mate, he's getting good. He's got three years of just practice. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what? When he's up there, the dog spots something, and it happens to be a deer. And he's thinking, okay, let's get after this. And they yeah. head down there. The dog chases them. But what happens? The deer goes into a building and the dog runs into the building. He's yelling out after it. No, no, yeah, no, don't you, go in there. You know, there's this solid you chase. It's a bit of an on-foot chase scene, the yeah. dog and him. By the way, during this chase, they're keeping up real well with the yeah, deer. With the deer, yeah. No, pretty, um, pretty which good. is a bit strange. Anyway, Although I think there was more than one. There was a few, and they, they just happened to have one well, close well, to Anyway, they're, yeah. they're, they're picking one. But so the deer darts into, you know, like a very dark the, yeah, part dark of a building, building yeah, and yeah. the dog goes in, you're thinking, because we've oh, all now realised yeah. dark is bad. Yes. So... Also, Will Smith is now like, oh my God, my dog is in trouble. And I like how he went in there and he had his light on the end of his on the end of his rifle yeah. there, and he was sort of covering it with his hand and then letting it go, covering it with his yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Was this creeping you out a little bit? It was mate? a bit creepy. Was yeah, bit creepy? I'm not a fan of this. So scene what he sees though, he sees the the D goes in the building. Mate. So he enters the building, hears a sound, followed, then sees the uh, like and a blood trail. Blood trail, and I'm immediately like, oh, the dog's the dog, dead. Yeah, and then you see the nose, and you think, oh my god. Yeah. Then you realize it's the nose of a it's deer. The deer. Now, did the dog kill the deer? I don't think. Who so. killed the deer? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I can't don't think that that's either. obvious yeah. at all. No. I don't because the dog had no blood or anything on it. Like it's like it ate it, bit no. into it or anything. So weird. Uh, anyway, did you notice too in the when he was flashing his light that there were wads of cash on the floor? Yeah, just it was a bank in. vault. Yeah, so this was obviously an old bank where they went into. Yeah, yeah. and the vault. You're right; they were in the vault. But um, and there's this group when you flash the light. There's a group of like it's like bald. The, the, the dark naked seekers, human yeah. zombie They're style. They're sort of in a hive, just sort of breathing heavily, yeah. just all looking towards the ground in a circle. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh no. <laughs> what were you thinking? Here? I'm thinking, what has well, Fennec... your first... Here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> what has Fennec got me into? Right? Because this is where it takes that whole wow yeah. moment, you know? <laughs> but I like it when he sees him. Like he backs away really slowly. And then he see he spots the dog under the desk. He's yeah. oh, dog's alive, it's there. Yeah, yeah. And then um it's it, it, he sees um, the dog, and as he's backing away, this creature just comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and he's thinking, yeah. "Okay, time to time to hide." At that it. moment, I let out an expletive, <laughs> and just to my son, yourself. this is way more gory than anything he said before. 
But did you like how he's like... All the rubbish you went through <laughs> hyping up to Halloween, this thing, you gave me nothing. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. You're I did a that dog. On, I did that on purpose. Yeah. But uh, it's time, obviously time to go. He runs, he bolts out, dives out of a first floor window. Yes. And did you notice then what happens here? So a creature's jumped out with him and the, into the sunlight. Yes, and the creature just, just, just yeah. dies. The just UV light crumbles up. Through. They yeah, start yeah. and then... <clears throat> You and see, Will Smith is yeah. not, da- not he's not damaged at all by the one story floor fall. Not at all. No, he's uh he's taken took took a hit there. Yep. But um he's thinking, right, we know that is, that that immediately establishes that the creatures obviously can't handle can't sunlight. handle that, sunlight. It's not just that they come out at night, it's yeah. that they cannot be in the sun. But did you also I think it was I think it was this scene where one of the dark seekers actually came out and and, were, and was deliberately getting burned and then went back inside like to yeah. and but what he does here, because don't remember, he remember in the previous scene where he was talking about Compound 6 yes. and how it's ready for human trials? He sets a trap. Yes. So he gets his little vial of blood, sets it as a little trap, and gets Smashes a like, it. oh, it was like a trailer or something he got to make as the counterweight. Yes. And <clears> then uh, sitting there waiting for the the trap and boom, it it. it he catches the, the, a human. It's sort of wrapped up in a in like a blanket and 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 thrashing around, and then yep. he just goes douche and just knocks it out. Yep. And so yeah, we've got one uh, no, douche. human just douche. Yeah, just human human trials about to begin now. Yep. The what did you think of those dark? Well, let's call them the dark seekers. That's kind yep. of what the fans. I, I call think them. they're horrible. Well, they were. Did you notice they were created using like CGI? They to were be animation? honest, no. Yeah, yeah. They were, that's anima- all animated. Because the reason for that was that. The they tried live actors and actresses, yeah. but they said that they. This is a quote from the screenwriter Akiva Goldsman. He says we tried it, but they look like angry mimes <laughs> attacking. He goes, yeah, not really scary, but so they decided to go with the CGI, complete CGI. They effect. went to the studio and said, we're going to need another fifty million dollars. <laughs> But anyway, he's got the uh, this the dark seeker happens to be a female yeah. uh, back in his lap. Okay, subject is female, likely 18 to 20 years of age. Dilated push only sedates effectively a six times human dose. Core temperature 106 Fahrenheit, pulse 200 BPM, respiration elevated, PaO2, 300% of normal. Pupils fully dilated, now reactive to light. Extreme reaction to UV exposure. Symptoms and tissue samples confirm subject is infected with KV. Vaccine test. GA series serum 391 compound 6. Commencing human trials. And he injects. The... This is where he says, what's it, what's it called? KG. KV. KV. Yeah. So that's like our, that's, that's our that's the, first the virus. real reference to the virus's yeah. name. And he, what he sees here, you notice that the temperature starts dropping, her respiration starts there's to some, relax a little some bit, so there's some effect. But then, compound six. But did you notice that she just the the she suddenly sort of she screamed, and then up. you thought, I'm thinking, oh, she's dead. Yeah, she screams, and then yeah. it looks dead. But then he injects her, and then he then she sort of comes back to yeah. life again. Yeah, and we think, okay, well, did it work? Did it not work? We next cut to the other another flashback scene, and they've arrived at the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Huge crowd. So you can imagine people trying to get off Manhattan Island, right? Yes, but they're Wanting not just letting off. them go. They're doing a scan. They're, they're doing like a retina scan of every single person as they come through. Correct. And did you like this bit where there was a woman with a, a child in her arms? Who looked infected. She's infected. She had like blood coming out of her eyes, and she said, I'll take my daughter. She's not She's not infected. And There's also this moment where Will, uh, whatever his name is, 
um, Robert Neville, Robert Neville's uh, wife and daughter. The daughter is scanned, fine. Yeah. The wife fails not fine. the test. I know. And he loses his mind, oh, saying, "Do another test." And then she and they passes. do, and she passes. And all well, I'm thinking is, how many other everyone people? else? Yeah, yeah. How many false positives yeah, this thing got? God. Imagine you're standing in that line. You'd be like, "Hang on a minute! Whoa, 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 whoa!" Yeah, they should test you twice. You yeah, two tests. Everyone. <laughs> well, he did. The, they're walking to the chopper. Uh, they've said their goodbyes. Did you notice they had little puppy dog? With a puppy, yeah. was a, she was a little puppy. The, <clears throat> yep. the German Shepherd. Um, they say goodbye, and then did you see what the daughter said? Look, Look Daddy, butterfly. butterfly. I yeah. didn't realize till this viewing of how many references to butterflies, butterflies. there were. Oh, there right, so many. Okay. Yeah. Now that was a pretty big shoot there at Brooklyn Bridge. You hey? can imagine, yeah. The studio spent five million dollars for a six-night shoot in New York City that involved the Brooklyn Bridge. So to film there, they needed the they had to get approval from like fourteen different government agencies, <laughs> and the shoot required there was a crew of two hundred and fifty people, wow. one thousand extras, wow. and one hundred and sixty National Guard troops in full combat gear, to, to marshal everyone towards there. Wow! Again, he wakes up after his little flashback, yep. and um, did you notice that he wakes up every time just before his alarm goes off? So I think he's. You see his body's programmed to yes. wake up, and then like a minute later, his alarm goes off. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you notice you do that yourself when you? I do that. Yeah. You wake up at the like I I always wake up a couple of minutes before my alarm. It's every pretty day. common. Yeah. Yeah. Your body's sort of in in the in the rhythm. Um, he's again watching his recorded TV shows, uh, and I like how he had his book out. He was checking the uh, the suns the times yeah, of sunset. One of, one of the routines yeah. every day is yeah. to set the, the alarm. Sunset. But then he re realized it's his birthday. He goes, "Oh, today's my birthday." Yeah. yeah. Which is a funny part of the he's back at the, he's back at the pier, uh, broadcasting on all frequencies, and um, heads down to the seaport. He's talking to his dog, and they're driving along, and he sees a mannequin. Yeah. Now, when you Mate, saw it this, do you reckon it moved? It moved. I agree. Now, when he saw that mannequin. So and I think the point yeah, there is yeah. for us to see through his is eyes. Is he going nuts? Yes. We, we see what he sees yes. through his eyes. Can I Despite just tell you, the fact that yeah. we know it's a mannequin. Can I tell you, yeah. when he sees that mannequin yeah. and it looks like it moves its head a bit, yeah. it actually did. Yeah, that's what a I'm mime, saying. A mime yeah. replaced the mannequin. So I'm saying it's so it shot to move. Yeah. It's shot so that we see it move, so yeah. that we get the sense that we're seeing. It was through. subtle, but you notice it. Because, uh, yes, because otherwise what ensues here with him shooting the bloody thing Makes him look like yeah. a complete is he lunatic, nuts? right? Yeah, is he going nuts? Whereas, whereas the they, director puts us in his head, and I, yeah. mate, I think that's genius. They did it deliberately. No, you're right, and I think it, it was to play with people's minds. That's why they did that, and they put the mime there to sort of slowly turn his head. Well, they had that. That's mate, what made they him paid the mime it. from earlier, so they may, may as well get some use <laughs> out of it. They got their money's worth, but uh, of course, Robert Neville drives over to see what the hell's going on. So is he going nuts here? Did he put yeah. it there? Did someone else put it there? No. Did um, one of the dark seekers at night maybe move it there? No. I. So obviously what happens is he shoots the crap out of it. Yeah. And then he goes over to it and he actually then steps in a trap and gets hoisted yes, up. Yes, he steps in a puddle. Yeah. My feeling 
He's he the, forgot there was a trap there. Yes, yeah. it's his own he's trap. His own trap. That's what I'm thinking. Too. And I yeah, think Fred is just it's it's dressed the same. He's just yeah. dressed multiple yeah. Freds. He's just like he's probably he's got multiple about... Freds around the city so that he can have a conversation with Fred in different parts of the yeah. city. And so Fred is an a an attractor to, to something to, to the dark seekers to yeah. whoever it is or whatever yes. it is. And yeah. the, he's he's forgotten all that. He's losing his mind, and then he mm. gets caught by his own trap. Wow. And I, I, I like, you know, when he gets hit, he sort of bumps, he cracks his head on the ground and he's up about like about eight feet off the ground mm. and um, little drops of blood are coming out of his head into the puddle below. The dog's barking underneath, you know, the, she, she's barking up there. He blacks out. But the sun, yeah, he, he's blacked out, but the dog's barking and the sun's setting, you're thinking, oh God, he's going to be trapped out here in the dark. Um, finally cuts himself down just before the sun sets. But as he's falling, he stabs himself in the leg with a knife, so he's he's can't really get up and walk mm. properly. Meanwhile, it's uh, the light is fading, and then he, they hear the wild dogs. Remember the, yeah, the he's trying to drag the himself dogs? back to the car. The wild yeah. dog sound. But and as and the, the wild dogs they actually come out. out, out a, they burst out of the, out of the Grand building, Central yeah. Station. Yeah. And they stop at a beam of light. It was a beam light. of light. And as they're waiting for the beam of light to go away, and then once it goes, they just attack. And poor old Sam, the dog. Gets bitten. Yeah. You're thinking, oh, no. Because he has previously mentioned yeah. that the dogs are susceptible not to the airborne, but to yes, the contact. to the contact. Correct. The so yes. dogs are, he's fine walking around even being at night uh, yeah. in, in terms of the virus. Yeah. We also, I don't think at this point we know he's immune to the virus. We find that out though. Yes. Um, that he's but, immune, but he's, uh, the dogs are immune So he's to immune, the dogs are immune airborne, to the airborne, yeah. but not contact. That's correct. And unfortunately. So we freak out. For Sam uh, and... What what a great well trained dog! It was laying there yeah, and yeah, the yeah. blood on it. I'm thinking, oh no! And as a dog owner, my heart's breaking here yeah. right now. Uh, back in the lab, he gets the dog on the table, gives it the compound, but then he Mate, has. This a look. is one of the most heartbreaking oh, man. scenes because he looks in its eye, looks this. in its gums, realizes that it's infected. It, a big clump of its hair comes out, and as yeah. it as it starts to get aggressive, they sh they cut away from the dog. Just focus on his face yeah. with the camera. It's well done, man. And you can tell that he's strangling the dog he's to death. He's had to kill her. He had to kill her. And he's had to kill his own oh, dog. Oh, man. That is kill. a wild, Mate, You're wild not even scene. a dog owner and that, that was emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, I was I was in tears here. Uh, he's, he then buries Sam in the Central Park, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Looks at his empty passenger seat, you know, thinking, damn. And I think he, the shot that it, from, of this is looking down a deserted 6th Avenue. I think it's 6th mm. Avenue, you know, coming down for the... From the park. Absolutely. By the way, in that last audio, yeah. it's very well done as a piece of audio because yeah. it, it, it... What are you doing it, out here, it gives, it gives you the example of the, the emptiness of New York City. Oh, yeah. Like, imagine trying to record that in New York City. Yeah. Sure, you could cut off a couple of blocks, but you would still hear yeah. the sounds of New York City. Absolutely. Whereas that yeah. was so Absolutely. empty. Absolutely. That very was well pretty, done. pretty good. So uh, he's... At the video store again, and he says, "Remember when he was? This he is, said to the dog, I promise.' He I said, promise 'Look, I promised to, to my friend, I'd he say hello.' He walks over to the porno section where the good sword is, <laughs> and he goes, 'Hello, please say hello to me.' He's saying, like, you're thinking, this poor bloke's losing it. Yeah, yeah. Back at night, he does go back to the South Seaport, and the critical thing is here is it's yeah, night. It's night. Time. What are you doing? You so it, it becomes obvious what he's trying to do. He's, he's trying. I think here it's pretty obvious he's, he wants to die. He's had enough, and he wants to take as many out with him as he can. Yeah. So I liked it how he had the mannequin was sitting at the desk, and all the dark seekers are running towards the desk, and they're all come to the desk, and it's a mannequin, and then the lights come on from the car where he was sitting, and just runs over twenty of them. Yeah. 
But uh, they're trying to get in there, smashing the windows. You're thinking, well, this he's gone, this bloke. This does not go yeah, well yeah. for him if he no. was trying to have an effect. Not at all. But the creatures are in the car, on the car. They're on top of a pole near the car. I think at one moment the car's, a couple of wheels are hanging off the pier. And yes. the creature's on the front of the car the to, to put the four-wheel drive to get in the play. counterbalance, yeah. Uh, but then suddenly you see this bright UV light come in, and it's... Yeah. And then he's someone removes him out of the car, and then he's asking. You, you see, like he, he's in the hay, so it's from his eyes. This woman is driving, and she's saying, "Where do you live?" And he uh, he manages to say, "Eleven Washington and Square." He, he says something like, "Don't yeah. let him follow us." Yeah. And he says a few things like that. Then it's back to the flashback here. Now this is the we, we, we've <sighs> seen this in a few stages here, where mm. the, we, the last time was there going towards the chopper to to evacuate out yeah. of Manhattan. Now they're in the chopper. They're taken off, and he's holding the little puppy, crying, and he's waving them goodbye. At that moment, you see all the Air, the Air Force um, planes shoot and knock out all the bridges yep, around. Blowing them, up the right? bridges, yep. And the the camera cuts to this other helicopter on another pier. Did you yes, notice this? Yes. And the, the helicopter's trying to take off, and all these people rush to because the helicopter. Because all these people have just seen the bridges taken out. They yeah. realise this helicopter is their last, last chance. chance. So yeah. they're grabbing onto the bottom of the helicopter, but that destabilizes it. It starts spinning. It drops them off, but it's already in a spin. Yeah. And it ends up heading right towards the Coast Guard chopper that his wife's on. You never see you it. You never see it, but you assume that But it's that assumed they, they, that, that, that crashes and they die, which yeah. also, uh, I mean, mate, I mean, he's, he's lasted three years on his own. I, I don't yeah. know. Most people would have, wouldn't have lasted yeah. that long, I reckon. Absolutely right. Yeah. He wakes up again from, uh, he, well, the next scene is him waking up because yeah. don't forget he was rescued from the pier. Here's Shrek playing in the background. Did you yeah. notice that Love with Shrek it. straight yeah. away? Um, he sees that his leg wound has been stitched up. Stitched too. up proper that? too, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Uh, he grabs the gun. So here's all these sounds, grabs the gun from the drawer. And, then and that's the moment out. I realized, by the way, they're in his house because he knew yeah. where the gun was. Exactly right. Yeah. Now, did you notice this part? Okay. When he walks into the kitchen for the very first time, he sees his wife and child. Yes, for a second, and then he and then and then he sort of, of blinks, and then he sees the woman and yeah. his, her son. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah, I thought thought you glad you picked that up. Um, and then he puts the gun down. The sheet starts talking about I, I could only find find powdered eggs, but I did find your bacon. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think he's a bit upset about that. Uh, yeah. We came from Maryland. We heard your message on the radio. We were at the pier at noon. We waited all day. We're going to Vermont to the survivor's colony. What? In Bethel. It's a safe zone. No, there's no survivor's colony. There's no safe zones. Nothing happened the way it was supposed to happen. Nothing worked the way that it was supposed to work. In the mountains. Mm -hmm. There's a whole colony of people there who didn't get sick. The virus couldn't survive the cold. There's a hope. Everybody's dead. Everybody is dead. So that didn't go down well. No, and he said he, I was he, saving that I was bacon. Saving too. that bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we see she came um, from three hours away, which is Vermont. Which is, is she no, she was in Maryland. Maryland, sorry. And okay. the, she wants to go. Well, to that's Vermont. one near Washington. Um, and so that's three hours away, which you know, on, on the AM scale, would absolutely you can get there. So if you heard that at midday. Now he said, "I'm there um, every day, every day at the, yep. when the sun's highest in the sky." Yeah. So she would have heard that and made it during daylight hours, of course. Yeah. It's it's a daylight okay. trip. It's same as yeah. like to be honest, I Google this during the movie. Yeah. Vermont is like a five and a half hour drive yeah, from New so York. So again, it's yeah. a day trip. You know, yep, I've yep. made it to New York. 
yeah. found safe haven, and now I'm going to do a day trip to Vermont. That's her yeah. plan. So he walks in and sees the kid watching Shrek. Did you like this thing? He recites the scene. And he scene recites word it word for word. For word and which says, is, oh, and I it's love all, Shrek. Yeah. It's all this actual moment in Shrek is rather yeah. fitting and poignant to yeah. the circumstances they're in. I think it's a couple of scenes in. combined. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all lines yeah. that you could sit yeah. there and think, are you saying this to the people in your room or yeah. are you just That's saying? Good. That's good. Yeah, it's well done. Um, I think he then he notices that his leg was stitched up. He goes, oh, thank you for my leg. And he sort of wonders, where the hell have you been? Where have you been? I was on a Red Cross evacuation ship out of Sao Paulo. Those boats weren't meant to be permanent. No, they weren't. And the Navy fell apart. We started docking to take on supplies. Someone picked it up on shore. Five of us were immune. You said five. The Dark Seekers got them. You are the Robert Neville, aren't you? It's too late today. If you leave tomorrow at dawn, we can make it to Vermont in a straight shot. So if you have. I'm not leaving. Home, this is ground zero. This is my site. I'm not going to let this happen. I can still fix this. So he's still saying the same same line he said to his wife three years yeah. earlier. So he's yeah. definitely lost today. He's yeah. losing it here. Yeah. He's thinking. Uh, because, and look, there's a 50% lost at 50% just pure dedication to his job. Yeah. His job is to fix this problem. His mm. ground zero is this problem in New York. Maybe. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. That's his resolve. But I like this. I don't know where they are. They were, the next scene is the kids swimming inside the pool. He he had been fishing in that same pool. Where is that? Like a like a famous museum? Or it something? did look like a museum. Yeah. yeah. So he's in there and he's inside the pool. She the kids swimming with the pool, and then I think the 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 kid says something like, "Goes oh I'm I'm cold in the water," and he goes he he suddenly has an idea. He thinks oh he has a realization. He goes right, we've got to go. Hmm. Next thing we see, he's in the lab. And he's using ice with the with that dark seeker, you know, the yes. one that he gave compound the six. Woman, yeah. And he's saying that well, we can reduce the temperature and that might increase the compound's effectiveness, which is which is turns out uh, what what will eventually happen. But uh, they're at home there and they have a little conversation about uh, she sees his pictures of his wife and kid and his yeah. daughter and they're talking about oh they named her Marley because they love Bob Marley. And did you see this? And she, she has you ever heard, remember she you never heard of Bob Marley? Mm. And he hands her a CD and he says, "Best album ever." This did you notice what that album is? No, it was uh, Bob Marley's Legend, but it's a it was a greatest hits compilation. Oh, so right. it was um, released this, this after Bob Marley died. This scene is basically Stephen explaining his favourite movies to me, like utterly <laughs> gobsmacked that I haven't seen it, and hands it over saying this is the best movie ever. Best movie ever. That's right. Yeah, and uh, we're not talking Cars Three either. We're talking Star Wars. Mate, yeah. Great movie, yeah. Cars Three. Um, at home, they're closing all the doors and the windows, and she says, "Look, look! Why don't you come, come with us? Come with us, Neville. To the colony. There's no colony, Anna. Everything just fell apart. There's no evacuation. You're wrong. Plan. There is a colony. I know. Okay. How do you know, Anna?" I just know. How? I said, how do you know? How could you know? God told me. He has a plan. God told you? Yes. The God? 
Yes. And he makes an interesting point here, right? Mm. She's going on about Vermont. How in hell does she know about Vermont? Yeah, true. But then she also puts it on him. She says, listen, you were trying to kill yourself last time, weren't you? So let's let's be real here. But still, he's got a yeah. good point. How does she know about Vermont? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's a bit weird. Maybe. All right. Let me tell you about your God's plan. With six billion people on Earth when the infection hit. KV had a 90% kill rate. That's 5.4 billion people dead, crashed, and bled out dead. Less than 1% immunity. I left 12 million healthy people like you, me, and Ethan. The other 588 million turned into your dark seekers. And then they got hungry and they killed and fed on everybody. Everybody. Every single person that you or I has ever known is dead. He's pretty adamant about that. He's pretty real there. That's pretty real. Yeah. But I, I love this is the point where they start hearing sounds outside. And, and he it, realizes it becomes that they've followed him home, yeah. so they know where he is. So he, I like how he's got all these little booby traps set up. Oh, he mate. He's turns got... on all the UV lights, and it's, it's like burning them all. And then, he, um, then he just Then he launches... sets off the car bombs. Yeah, all car the bombs, bombs are filled. <laughs> I bought cat bombs in the, in the script, but it's, it's car bombs. Wild. Um, and you're thinking, are they all dead? What the hell's happening? And he's calling for her. And he goes up to the top floor. Did you notice where the the, the door, the uh, window um, shield had been sort of blown open a bit? Yeah. And there was like a drop of blood on it, like someone had come in. Yeah. And he's thinking, uh-oh. And uh, someone did come in. One of the dark seekers attacks him and throws him around the room. He grabs a gun, shoots it. Still looking for Anna. Anna and the son yeah. can't find where they are. Uh, then he sees him under a cupboard. He goes, look, tell him to be quiet. He goes, puts his mouth to his lips and says, okay, be quiet. And uh, he can see out the window that they're all regrouping and he's thinking, right, best thing he has to do, get down to the lab where yeah. they can lock themselves yeah. into the, behind the plexiglass. Yeah. And that's what they, they do. They lock themselves behind the glass. The creatures are rushing into the house now. And he sees that the, the dark seeker, the compounds actually work. So yeah. she's looking actually much better than what mm. she did before. Creatures rush in, rush in and they're running at the glass. Um you see the the when when the creature now this this is the 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 point where again another reference to the butterflies right where he's crashing into the glass and the the break of the glass looked like a butterfly yeah. right so what he does he takes blood from the test subject so he, which is kind of the cure right, if it's working hmm. gives the blood gives it to Anna off she goes and Neville thinks right. They've got a way. I'm going to just take them out here just to give them an escape path. Yeah. And blows himself up and good, good night. Good yeah, night, Irene. Got, Everyone's He's dead. got what looks like a grenade, but yeah, gee whiz. Yeah. Grenades don't explode like this thing exploded. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty, anyway. pretty big grenade. Yeah. So the next thing we see is Anna and her son, Ethan, driving through the through the forest, through up the highway. Yep. She arrives at the safe zone and then they open the gates. In 2009... A deadly virus burned through our civilization, pushing humankind to the edge of extinction. Dr. Robert Neville dedicated his life to the discovery of a cure and the restoration of humanity. On September 9th, 2012, at approximately 8.49 p.m., he discovered that cure. And at 8.52, he gave his life to defend it. We are his legacy. This is his legend. The name of the movie, almost. 
This is his legend. Almost, yeah. Now, that ending there, that's the end of the movie. That okay. ending there was the theatrical ending. Right. Okay. Now, the big thing with this movie is it's probably one of the most famous alternate endings that was filmed, but they decided to go with the theatrical version, sort of still sort of gave a sense of hope, sort of Reverend Neville giving up his life for, to save the, the mum and, and okay. son. So I'm going to take you now through... The alternate ending. Okay. Right? So in the right. lab when he blows everyone up, right? That was sort of pretty final. There and the the mum and daughter, or the mum and son are away. Yeah. Now in the alternate ending, the the creatures come into the lab, and the one of the they the one of the dark seekers that's running at the glass sees the woman that's that's getting better, and he with his blood stained with blood draws on the glass a picture of a butterfly. Right. And he immediately looks down at the woman and she had a butterfly tattoo. Do you remember that yes, earlier on? Yes. And he notices that the, the camera pans down and Because he, in the in the in the other in the theatrical ending yeah. during this moment, Neville is just screaming at them, I can fix you, I can fix you. Like he's yeah, actually yeah. But trying to convey that. Exactly. So what he's saying is yeah. in the alternate ending there's this there's this, you know, communication. There's about a communication that, that and and then what he ends up doing is opens the door and like the communication he obviously thinks, well that he must that, that dark seeker must know this woman. And they've come that's why they've come to here. Right. So he opens the plexiglass, wheels her out, and that guy who's obviously the alpha male of the group, right, no one else attacks him. All the other dark seekers are there near him, but not attacking him. And he ends up picking up the woman off the table. And they have a moment of recognition. They rub. They have like a moment of love. So he's thinking, "Oh my God!" Because they're still human. They're, they're, they can still relate to each other. It's obviously they're in a relationship. And he then backs off. He he takes the he takes her, carries her out, and everyone else leaves. And that's the next thing we see is that um, Neville and Anna driving out with the son in the back, going out. They leave the city. And heading north, but the alternate, uh, uh, the remember, remember the communication, the transmission during the day, that changes now with this. My name is Ana Montes. There are other survivors. I'm traveling with Dr. Robert Neville and a boy named Ethan. We're heading north on Route 17 to Bethel, Vermont. Keep your radio on. Listen for our broadcasts. You are not alone. There is hope. Keep listening. You are not alone. So that was the different ending. Okay. Let's get into the lines. This was pretty funny. Remember when he said it was his birthday? Yeah. And he was talking to the dog? Listen, uh, if you're planning a party or something, just tell me now. <laughs> Okay, because, you know, I don't like surprises. And I swear I'll act surprised. Okay? I was going to mention that one earlier. I thought it was a great line. <laughs> this is a really good line, too, when he's explaining Bob Marley and how it tells a story about him being shot. Yes. He had this idea. It was kind of a virologist's idea. Um, he believed that you could cure racism and hate, literally cure it, by injecting music and love into people's lives. When they was scheduled to perform at a peace rally, gunmen came to his house and shot him down. Two days later, 
He walked out on that stage and sang. Somebody asked him why. He said, the people who are trying to make this world worse are not taking a day off. How can I? It's a great line. That is great. Yeah. Yeah. The people Let's who are talk about this world worse are not taking a day off. They're not taking a day off. That's right. Now, how did that happen? Some plot holes here, okay? Mm. Oh, yeah. You reckon? Uh, you know when his wife fails the virus test? Yeah. And he says, um, you know, he orders the bloke to do the, do the test again? Apparently, uh, in the chain of command, he does outrank that soldier, but uh, the soldier would not have been required to obey that order. He could have said, stuff you, I've got to process these other people. Yeah. But he ordered him to do it again. But yeah, he got he got human, retest. Yeah. Human nature too. When he's, remember we are talking about what he did to cover his tracks? You know, mm. like, is it bleach or ammonia or something? Now, this was, is this to cover his scent from the dogs used... By the infected for tracking and security, right? Must be. It, but you think about what he does, though. He, by bleaching his doorstep, that makes his door, his house the only one that smells like bleach. So it doesn't it sort of sing, single out with it. Okay, everything, every house smells different except this one. <laughs> doesn't that sort of say, maybe, I'm, I'm maybe. living here? I'm living here. Now, uh, you knew that he's pretty fit bloke. You saw yeah. him doing the doing the pull up, <laughs> the chin ups and everything, right? Yeah. But yet when he was up hanging upside down, he struggled to get up there to cut the rope. You know, remember when he tried That's to cut true. himself down, he yeah. struggled a bit. I think, mate, you can do chin ups. Come on. And his knowledge of like he's in the military, his his mishandling of the knife, like that that seemed like amateur hour, don't you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Um you think that the decision to demolish the build the bridges, hmm. do you reckon they would have done that? Like shooting them down with a missile, don't you reckon that's risky? Like the, the, all the shrapnel, you don't know what's going to go on. They, they should have maybe used a proper demolition team to just demolish them with charges. So rather than having aircraft come in and do it, I don't know whether it was a time thing or what. Do you reckon that could have been an alternate? Man, I think a simple way of doing it is just using, using the aircraft, mate. Maybe. Just make okay. it happen. Things you might not know. Now, okay. Will Smith, very dedicated to this role, did yep. a lot of research. He, first of all, to understand living in solitary on his own, he apparently spoke to a lot of former prisoners um, about being secluded and sol- in their solitary confinement. He said that the way they dealt, they, the, the key to surviving that is to create a, a solid schedule for yourself. So you're doing the same thing, which is, which which is exactly what he did. Movie, yeah. When he met too with, uh, he wanted to learn how to use all the equipment properly because he's, oh, yeah. he's a doctor, right? Yeah. He met with the uh, the scientists from the Center for Disease Control. Well, so he can do too. injections yeah. and everything. So he looked expert at it. Wow. But get this too. When he was doing press for the movie in Japan, he accidentally revealed the end of the movie to a group oh of God. entertainment reporters. And he realized he's, uh, he realized, and Warner Brothers actually asked those reporters if they couldn't, for though, can you not give away the ending? Yeah. And uh, they all obliged without needing any kind of uh, payoff or any kind of trade. Well, I mean, in the end, a uh, movie reviewer sees the movie anyway. So. Yeah, but they don't give away the ending in their review, though, do they? I know, like, but they've seen the movie. Yeah. They've seen the. the, the yeah, I know. So. But here he actually, I think it was in like an entertainment reporters, and I think it might have even been a TV interview where they said, look, can you not use that bit? Um, now, initially, Warner Brothers were a, little, were a little bit hesitant filming in New York City. Right. They thought this is going to cost a fortune and logistics is just going to be really just too they hard. They were right. Too hard to manage. But 
a they got one of their producers is uh, one of their assistant directors is a guy named Michael Tadros who's a New York City production manager a veteran uh, and he got the city to approve closing the Grand Central Viaduct several blocks off Fifth Avenue and Washington Square Park at night and on weekends between September 2006 and April 2007. Jesus. So that's a lot of things they had to cover there, eh? Wow. Now, you, according to Akiva Goldsman, who was the screenwriter, yeah. there was supposed to be a follow-up movie. Oh, really? So there was supposed to be a prequel. That makes sense. A, pre- like a prequel oh. and a sequel. That's so one, easy. Yeah. one prequel would involve the actual outbreak taking part, uh, yes. starting on Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York. Makes sense. The other also would, uh, the latter prequel would feature a trip to Washington, D.C., and there was one scene where they had there an infected elephant escaping from the zoo. Right. But eventually all of those projects were, were they were they didn't go ahead. Why? I think it was probably budgetary thing. And yeah, right. Other people had a better things to do. <laughs> a few did you notices in this one, yeah. though. While the doctor was being interviewed at the very start of the show, mm. did you see the little ticker at the no. bottom of the screen? Ticker at the bottom of the screen, one of them read Shaquille O'Neal to announce his retirement at the end of the 2010 season. They nearly got it right. He retired in 2011. Wow. Yeah. Some of the mannequins in the video store, did you notice some of them moving? No. Because they did. They were played actually by real people. A lot of them. Why? Because, I don't know, they want to maybe have that little subtle movement in the background. Okay. Did you also notice that Robert Neville wears two watches? Right. You look closely, he's got a digital watch and an analog watch. Okay. Just to make sure he gets, he never gets the, doesn't miss the alarm for sunset. Fair enough. Now, I mentioned the many references to butterflies. Yes. And I, it wasn't, I swear, until this watch, I'm thinking, holy hell, there's butterflies everywhere in this movie. And, uh, you know, remember the start, God Still Loves Us with the butterfly poster? Yeah. Neville Daughter. talking to Sam about the mannequin he met in the video store. The butterfly shown flying near the dog's face. Uh, at the ending, the dark seeker makes cracks in the glass that look like a butterfly. In the alternate ending, he draws a butterfly on the glass. Uh, remember Neville hearing his daddy saying, look, daddy, it's a butterfly. Remember with the fingers? Mm. Um, and Anna has a butterfly tattoo on her neck ah. as well. So the woman who, who helps him. Yeah, right. Did you also notice what there wasn't in the movie? No musical score. Oh, right. Did you notice that? It was only at the ending where there was music. Interesting. Said so the score was used minimally to highlight his solitude. Makes sense. Right. Oh, three questions for Trev. Hit me. But how long would you have lasted alone in New York City with Dark Seekers? <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> Question two. Where's the first place you'd go if NYC's deserted? Yeah. What's the, where's the first place you'd go? In deserted New York City. It's a great question. <laughs> I mean, assuming you can get into everything, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I probably... That's a great question. Mm. Deserted. So you go wherever you want. I mean, I feel like Grand Central Station, yeah. deserted. Would be pretty cool. As the first yeah. thing you yeah. do, yeah. like that's just... Well, there'd be no lines the at the corridor. museums. Yeah. There'd be no lines at, no uh, at Empire State Building. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, yeah. I'd go to the top of the Empire State Building. Or top of the. That's the probably new, where I'd go after twenty minutes with a. Yeah, well, this dark is in, seekers, this is two thousand and seven, so there's no World Trade Center. No. So this is post that. So yeah, okay, okay. Question number three: Which yeah. ending did you prefer? Which ending would you have preferred um, to see? You saw the you saw the original theatrical ending where Neville sacrificed. I, I like I like the ending I saw. 
Okay, you like so you liked him that he gave yeah. his, gave his life gave up. Gave his life. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I it, like I prefer the alternate ending because it, it showed that it's too they were oh, still human. Yeah, these really? people were still, these guys can, yeah, they he, were still he, humans. Yeah. No, I like the fact that yeah. the main character is sacrificed okay. in this movie. Do you know what I mean? And he's a legend. He becomes a legend. I am legend. I am legend. There you go. Right, there's a that's our uh, that's our movie, mate. Give us your wrap up and rating. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I didn't oh love. No, no. God. Let me let me prep. No, okay, let me okay. I didn't love it. All right. I, I there was far too scary and, and <laughs> freaky and, and gory in that sense for me. Oh. That, and that took. I think it took me by surprise. Okay. I think perhaps I need a gory you warning, a warning in that. All yeah. Right. So that I could be mentally prepared for it. Okay. Um. No. Look. I, okay. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't love it. Okay. Um. It's a solid seven and a half out of seven? ten for me. It's, yeah. a, it's an 8.5 for me. I wouldn't watch it's it again. 8.5. Would you, wouldn't you? No. Mate, there's so much you pick up watching it again. I'd watch it and okay. skip through what did, any What did your son think stuff. of it? He also he had the same view as me. Was he shitting himself like you were No, I don't well? think he was, but it was just like, wow, this is a bit much. Really? Okay. Yeah. Righto. Well, that was uh, I Am Legend. Should we talk about next week? I'm next week, know what I'm doing. we are watching Point Break. Released in 1991, okay. starring Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Now, oh, okay. you're, you're off the hook for a millionaire question because I've got a bit of trivia for you instead. Okay. It was directed by Catherine Bigelow, female director. Right. A bit of trivia. Juice Bigelow's she, relation? Or? No, it isn't. <laughs> the trivia point here is that she would go on to become the first female to win a Best Director Oscar. Oh, wow. Yeah, for the movie The Hurt Locker. There you go. Yeah. But that is our movie Point next break. week. It's Patrick Swayze. Point break. Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves. They remade it. It was rubbish. The original one we're watching, 1991, Point Break. But that was I Am Legend. I hope you enjoyed it. I really rate this movie. Trev thought it was okay. But we'll regroup next week for Point Break. See Bring you later, on. Trev. Okay, mate.